Iced tea. Go a cappella. Now I'm on the West Coast, relaxing and chill, living on the mead streets of Beverly Hill. I have I love I, it. You way better than a lot of rappers that are making yes. records right now. She is Olivia Munn. Drop my name as much as you can. By the way, I am a first-class name dropper. The great, legendary John Madden. And then on the phone, Steve Marriott. She's- <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's the thing. You watch a guy. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who is that? Mooch, how did you sniff that out so quickly? I sniffed that out. I sniffed that out. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast 2012, up and running, heading to the quarter post of the regular season that will begin in Baltimore, Maryland on Thursday night football between the two and one Baltimore Ravens and winless Cleveland Browns. Baltimore, Maryland, site of perhaps the most controversial game of week number three, although there are many games in the running for that because of the replacement officiating. The Baltimore Ravens and the New England Patriots playing a wild affair filled with water cooler information for week number three into week number four in offices across the land. Chris Law, Chris Brockman, good to see you guys here. How you doing, Rich? Rich, good to see you. The 0-3 Cleveland Browns, who we will see on Thursday night, only one, one of only two winless teams through three weeks of the regular season. That just shows you how wide open the NFL is and also how unpredictable the NFL is as one of the three, two teams, not only the Cleveland Browns, the other team, the New Orleans Saints. Who would have thought wow. that? Now, I know that we would, we'd see the Saints perhaps struggle a little bit, maybe within games, right? Maybe within quarters. Not for full games. Two home losses. One to the Washington Redskins, who have yet to win since. And one against the Kansas City Chiefs, who had not won previously. And then one game on the road to the Carolina Panthers, who have not won in either of the other games that they have played against. So the the teams that have beaten the Saints combined zero wins otherwise it is just a head scratcher as to what's going on other than the fact of clearly they miss Sean Payton up 24 to 6 in the third quarter in that game yesterday one of three games that went to overtime in week number three one of three overtime games one of them being um, uh, the Jets who got uh, a big win in Miami but suffered the biggest injury of the season to date. Darrell Rivas, torn ACL, done for the year. And unless he's got that Adrian Peterson DNA, and obviously he's a world-class athlete, you have to wonder if he'll even be ready for week number three in the 2013 season and what he will be like. And that's just further proof again. you got to get yours when you can get yours yours, in the National Football League if you're a player. No question. Everyone's like, oh, he's held out, he's held out, he's held out. Well, he, who, who knows what Darrell Rivas will be like exactly. when he comes back. That's why I don't blame Jones, Maurice Jones-Drew for what he did. And we will talk to Maurice Jones-Drew on this program. Also on this program, Gillian Jacobs yes. of Community here in person. We'll have fun with her. Uh, this fact as well for uh, the, the, the mind-blowing stat of the week. Last week it was that the Saints were the only winless team in the entire NFC and that 20 teams were 1-1 one and one entering the third week of an NFL season, first time ever. Here's, this, here's the mind-blowing stat of the week, courtesy of Matt Pomeroy of NFL Network Research. Yep. First time ever, Brady, Breeze, Big Ben, 
and Peyton Peyton Manning all lost in the same week. That's that had never happened before. Wow, that had never happened before. Is anyone still alive in a survivor pool? You could probably even I don't know. You could probably even toss Vic in there too, right? As Vic was victimized by the surging Arizona Cardinals, who are one of three teams, only three teams to be undefeated. The other teams are the Atlanta Falcons, who look great. Amazing. Look great. And the other team being the team that beat Peyton Manning this week, even though they had to hold on for dear life, they were really putting the bang thing on them. Not not the way that the Cardinals put it to your beloved Eagles, Chris Law, but uh, the Houston Texans, who look quite complete. That was a big statement win for them. Big statement win for them. First win for the Texans in Peyton Manning's house. And this data, I, I was the one who figured this one out for game day morning. I spent like 15 minutes on the computer without research just going online <laughs> to figure this out. Before the Texans win on Sunday against Peyton Manning in Peyton Manning's house, the last time a team from Houston had beaten a Manning in his house was the Houston Oilers December 10th, 1978. New Orleans. Bum Phillips and Earl Campbell and the Houston Oilers wow. beat Archie Manning in the Superdome 17-12. to 12, Wow. Which is maybe one of the reasons why the Texans went out and got son of bum Wade to coordinate their defense. That, Clearly it was maybe to tighten the bolts on that defense, which he has 100%. J.J. Watt looks incredible. Incredible. That's next-level research, Rich. That's next-level research. Next level. So that was crazy. How about... The Harbaugh's. Let's oh. talk about them. Jim, well, that was a surprising loss. Christian Ponder looked great. Very good. Two touchdowns in the air, one on the ground. What do you think that was? More of a trap game or more of Who just... knows? Maybe the Vikings are just better than who we or, or better than who we thought they were, and Christian Ponder's taking steps forward. And Adrian Peterson is a guy you have to account for, even if you do have such a great run defense like like uh like the Niners. But Ponder was difficult to pin down. He was escaping quite a bit. Ran one in from 23 yards out. Yep. Found Kyle Rudolph twice, including twice. one on a rainbow pass that was spectacular. I thought, there's no way that's coming down. I thought he was going to get sacked. Uh, absolutely. He looked great. And it's a road game. You can, never, you can never account for that. But the good thing for the league, in a way, is that the Niners didn't win that game because Jim Harbaugh got not one but two challenges he had no business getting because he called his third and final timeout and decided, well, in the middle of this timeout, I want to challenge this play, this fumble. Because he called a timeout to look at it, but it was his last timeout. You can't do that can't because do if it. you've already taken a timeout, you need a timeout in which in case, to challenge in right. case you don't win it. You then lose it, and you don't call the timeout and say, okay, now I want a challenge, and you don't get the, the timeout you just called restored. That's not the order of events. And there is a league official, somebody who sh- should know this, up in the booth and sometimes down on the floor or down on the ground on the field who should know this sort of stuff and tell the replacement official you can't award this challenge. didn't happen just once. It happened twice. And then the Sunday night game, John Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, clearly a a yard shy. The spot was not even close. And, again, this is the issue with the replacement officials. It's not sometimes calling the wrong things. It's administrating the game, calling the, the flag, in a timely fashion. The How guy, many times have you seen a flag come out late? What about the guy who threw his hat in, in the field of play? And then well, the Mike Pereira online, who I follow on Twitter, yeah. said that that he that the the it looked like the uh, um, wide receiver had run out of bounds. But he threw and, his hat, and then the and the receiver slipped on. I know, hat. but when when a receiver the runs out of bounds, you of throw bounds. the hat. Yeah, you shouldn't maybe throw it in the middle of the end that, zone. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, but he did throw the hat. Maybe yeah. he lost control of the hat, but. 
the administration of the game is what's getting everybody. That game last night was okay. really chippy. The, the administration of the game is what's getting everybody. Because nobody trusts these guys to administrate the game in a timely and proper fashion. Nobody. Not anybody. And so you're seeing spots of the ball way off. You're seeing challenges over-the-top challenges. That's why the games are longer. Five calls in the Saints-Chiefs game. Now, I know that they played an extra period of football practically, but five calls in the Saints-Chiefs games reversed. Five of them. You needed replay to replay caught five in the safety netting. Okay, five. So now you see on the Sunday night game, John Harbaugh, as Anquan Bolden clearly reached the ball past the right. first down marker before any part of his body went out of bounds. The ball was spotted a yard shy, and NBC was showing something going on on the line of scrimmage in the trenches, so they were late in showing whether or not Bolden had reached across appropriately to get the first down. They had not shown that angle yet. So you could see Harbaugh had the red challenge flag in his pocket, and he was wondering, do I throw it, do I throw it, do I throw it? And wisely said, you know what, I want a measurement. So he got the officials to call the timeout. And in that timeout is where he got the proper call from upstairs saying, challenge it. Belichick was going ape on the other side saying, it is clear where you have marked the ball that it has not reached the line of gain for a first down. There is no reason for a measurement. It's not inches. You're talking like feet. It's almost a yard shy. Last I checked in intermediate school or even elementary school, a yard is three feet. You're talking multiple feet. But John Harbaugh got these guys to bring out the chains, and as soon as they realized it wasn't even close to first down, Harbaugh flipped the red challenge flag out there. (laughs) Belichick was going ape, and this is how things begin to boil up underneath the pot with the cover on top of it with these officials and these coaches. And then you see the players out there being chippy, and Ray Anderson, I saw him uh, on Thursday night in, in Charlotte, he was on the field in Charlotte between the Giants and the Panthers. And he said that the league, he, you know, what you've heard reported all week, the league called up each team and said, hey, you guys got to chill out here because it's like inciting things. It's inciting yeah. what you were doing, how you're acting to these guys. And we saw Kyle Shanahan run down a tunnel after one of the guys after the game, calling him various unmentionables. We saw John Harbaugh get an in-game 15-yard penalty because he's apparently touched the referee to say, hey, I want a timeout, and the ref took it the wrong way or took it the right way. And John Harbaugh saying, I was just trying to get your attention. Crucial 15-yard penalty. And now we have the modern-day Lombardi. The modern-day Lombardi. Surefire first ballot Hall of Fame head coach, three-time Super Bowl winning head coach of the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, touching an official after the game. And you know what? I don't blame him one bit now is this more so for the adam pole violation or is, is this for, yes is that what you think? well was that the, was what bo- was, that's right, what busted bo- the lid right. off it the top boil up of but everything boil the whole up game. More so. there was non-stop stuff going on the in that game about game. the administration of it yeah to the point where even al michaels and chris collinsworth those guys know tons of owners tons of owners and they're trying they're, as you heard even one point i was like listen we don't know what's going on we got to hold our tongues a little bit but this has got to get done yeah because it's got to get done we're talking about this, you know, and I know it's like spell my name right type of strategy about talking about this, but 
I'd rather be talking about other stuff. Well, and the league would definitely rather be talking about other you stuff. You could audibly hear the chant from the Baltimore crowd oh, yeah. in response what, to the What did officials. Al say? It was like the loudest manure call manure of call all time? Heard, yeah. the, the most unison, loudest manure call of all time. Yeah, It's gotten out of And hand. it burst out with the latest Adam Carolla poll. The Adam poll. The Adam, the Adam poll, poll situation. Well, the Adam poll is the one in the middle of the uprights. Oh, right, yeah, right. that is Adam the, Carolla has, has said we should put a third upright, the one down for the five, middle of the two current uprights, for, for a five-pointer. Five right. But he has been advocating. He's been on this podcast since its inception. Yeah. Four or five times. Multiple times. In fact, can you try? Yeah, let's try. I'll try and get him on. Okay, while, while, I, while, while I go about this. Yeah. Let's get Adam Kroll on because anytime the ball goes over the uprights, goes sails over the uprights, I get tweets to send to me and him because he thinks that the uprights are not tall enough. And we've joked. I mean, I've joked with him about it, oh, about yeah. it. It's not going to be aerodynamic because if it's windy, it'll blow it over. He's not wrong. I mean, I couldn't tell if that ball had sailed directly over the upright. Sitting from my couch and seeing it in slow motion, I couldn't tell. So how can those guys who aren't even used to looking up at the top of an upright, how can they tell whether it went over when it went over so quickly and was moving left to right so fast it looked like one of my drives? I liked liked Dion's, uh, Dion's rationale on game day final was, well, you saw the fans in the middle there. They all reacted. They went nuts right away. So it was definitely it. The fans (laughs) went nuts. Well, maybe that's what they were going by. Vince Wilfork went nuts in the opposite direction. He's ripping his helmet off, which again, players would not do if they were the regular officials because they know that these guys at some point are going to be going back to their regular day jobs, or at least they hope. Rich, good news. Looks like uh, we, got, we got Adam okay. on, on the line here. All right, so let's get – this is – I mean, this is what everybody's talking about post-week three is yeah, what we- happened on Sunday night. The rating was huge, which is, again, another reason why maybe the league isn't uh, um, capitulating or moving off of their stance, which, again, I don't know what the stances are. I don't get it. I don't want to get into the details. But it's becoming crazy. The minutia. Right, the minutia, if you will. But, uh, all right, Adam Carolla. Yeah, Adam's on. All right, yeah, let's, let's get, get to him. him. Yep. As soon as a ball sails over the top of the uprights, as soon as that happens, Twitter explodes right at me, at Rich Eisen, and at Adam Carolla, because this is one of this man's pet peeves. He's been on this podcast pounding the table. Adam Carolla joining us now. Adam, when is this going to change? How many more of these things have to happen, Adam? Well, I think it's going to happen now because it's sort of like, you know, when somebody's just killing streetwalkers, nobody really, the cops really don't hunker down. But when the white Deb gets pulled out of her mansion and killed, now the public demands action. And when something oh, wow. happens to Belichick, yeah. you know what I mean? If, yeah. this, if this happens to Lovey Smith, nobody gives a crap, right? Like, this, it, it, it's, the same, it's the same thing with Brady. And, you know, going low on the quarterback. Right. Like, look, when, when, when this happens to Jeff Hostetler, no, no one gives a crap. <laughs> but when it happens to Tom, and I'm sorry, Jeff, I'm a fan. I know you listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't come up with the other name of the guy who played for the Colts who had the mullet named Jeff with the big Jeff gun. George. Jeff, Jeff George. George. Oh, Jeff right. George. It happens to Jeff George. Nobody gives a crap. It happens to Brady. Somebody says, we have to change these laws. You know, these rules must change, you know. And I think now that it happened to the Pats, the fact that they've gone, you know, sub-500 for the first time, and since they actually were Patriots, 
since I mean they actually since they actually you know Minutemen <laughs> guys with muskets. <laughs> it's the first time since the guys who wore those three cornered hats and actually fired those guns at the opposing team. Yes, under five hundred. Now there's going to be now all of a sudden there'll be there'll be decrees for action. Yes, you never mess with anybody playing a fife. In other words, is right. what you're saying. Right. <laughs> Don't mess with those guys. But it, it, and because uh, I said this moments ago too, you could not sitting at home on your couch in real time. That ball flew so far over the upright and so fast and just took off. It sort of you know it, it sort of sliced at the last second. I couldn't tell it went so fast. Well, the thing, the thing that's dumbfounding to me is, is uh, by the way, I think in the early game, um, I think I think it happened in the uh, Washington Redskins game, week one, early game, first quarter, field goal, like really the first points scored of the new season were a, a controversial field goal that went right over the top of the thing, but. Normally, Richard. Yes. When these things come up, like it's like, well, California's broke or New Jersey's broke, so we have to lower the pension rates for the unions. And next thing you know, you got a bunch of teamsters and teachers, and everyone's pissed, and cops and firemen. This is one of these things where I don't feel like you could find a human being who would say, no, the players' union is never going to go for this. You don't understand how politics works in this. There's a lot of kickers. They have a powerful lobby. They're there. To, they, they lawyer up. Like, normally when you try to do anything, somebody explains to you why it can't be done because of bureaucrats, politicians, and lawyers, and unions, and stuff. This is one of those things where every human being from the fan to the kicker has to be like, yeah, why not? I don't get it. Here's the issue, though, Adam. Here's the issue. We're mid-season now. Normally, these things, you got to switch them. You got to switch them before the season, as you just pointed out. And I'm sure you saw this because it was against your beloved Rams in week number one with Washington against St. Louis. If if, if it wasn't that way in week one, how are you going to start adding five feet of plastic on top of two pylons in 32, 31 stadiums right now. How are you going to do that, Adam? Well, when the, we uh, there, there was a hole in the Metrodrome, Metrodome and a bunch of, bunch of snow fell through a few years ago, right? Yes, yes. They just fixed it. Like, <laughs> they, they play. The good news is they play on the days none of us work, but then we work on the days none of them play. So oh. get a scissor lift. First, someone's going to have to make a Home Depot run and get some <laughs> thin wall steel about five inches ID inner diameter. Uh-huh. Then they're going to have to get a welding rig and a scissor lift oh, and grab a couple of day laborers while you're at the Home Depot <laughs> and something called a torpedo level, which is a small magnetized level. Uh-huh. And we'll go ahead and put a little magnet on it, make sure it's uh, plumb. Not level, because that's horizontal, Rich. Okay. Plum, up and down. <laughs> and then that will be that. E- each stadium could be retrofitted in two hours on a Wednesday <laughs> when there's nothing going on and no advantage to any team. Advantage, viewers. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so simple. It's, it's not going to happen, I think. That's right. how simple it is, Adam. Exactly. That's the problem. It's the weirdest thing in the world. And, uh, you know, as I was saying to somebody, you know, Texas Stadium has a two million pound television set hanging from (laughs) cables right in center court that gets lowered or higher depending on 
how Bono likes it when he's playing <laughs> a gig over there. Why can't we get a scissor lift? And extend this thing. I hear you. I think I found the one thought of the one union that yes. opposes this, and it's the uh, ophthalmologist union. The ophthalmologist the, the union. Sixty-five-year-old cataracts opposes. Yeah, because now you've got you've got you've got uh, instead of a sixty-year-olds with cataracts and uh, vertigo. Under, now, and vertigo and vertigo underneath. You now have replacement sixty-year-olds with replacement cataracts and replacement vertigo. Wouldn't these guys be the first guys who want this? Who? Rich, would you, and it's happened at least three times this this year, and then anything, you have to know that when I make the proclamation, yes. like whether I say raise the height of the uprights, or I tell my wife, put your keys in the same place every day so you don't forget them, <laughs> now trouble ensues, there's going to be an argument in the driveway. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I have, the fact that I started complaining about it means it's going to happen, it's going to increase tenfold. And would you like to be the ref or the human being looking straight up trying no, to clean whether that's because you can't? I was straight on on my television set from my couch and I couldn't tell. MMA showed three different replays, and it's not reviewable. It is. I, it's, it's honestly, re- if you had two guys on the pole, like they shimmied up the pole <laughs> and just sat there, like they were protesting the Vietnam War yeah. or something, and they literally hugged the pole, and they were two feet below the end of it looking straight up, I don't think they could have given an accurate assessment of what happened. And it's only reviewable if the ball goes between the uprights. The minute it goes over, you can't review it because they say it's impossible to see. Impo- Maybe you should have a blimp shot or something, you know, and zoom in. What about the domed stadiums, Rick? That's a good point. That, well, no, yeah, you the, could get the blimp in the dome. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think the fans would love to. Yeah, inflate that. that thing inside inside the dome. How many cameras are there? Why can't we see take it? Take the air out or the uh, uh, hydrogen or whatever you're blowing right. in there and then blow that big MetLife one up uh, in there. I wonder, you know, when the Goodyear guys meet the MetLife guys at the bar of the Ramada <laughs> Inn on game day, they got to look down their noses. That's a, that's a cute little blimp you got there. No dirigible. It's nice. You know, I wouldn't mind it if I had to, like, take my kids to school or something, but not for a night out. But it's now gotten to the point where um, where you don't even trust the officials for regular calls. Right. And, and, and Belichick, it's gotten to the point now where Belichick's laying hands on the officials to stop them to talk. Adam. I know. I know. <laughs> By the way, what's... What is, what's your take on that before I let you go? What's your take on, on these replacement officials? Well... I, I think it's a combination of they're not doing a fantastic job. Uh, the coaches and the players in the NFL, the second they see a little bit of weakness or a little hesitation or a hiccup or a stammer or a stutter, are going to just dive into you and try to exploit every chink in your armor. So I sort of look at it as these guys are substitute school teachers the unruly class knows they have a substitute school teacher, and the guy just bent down to pick up his uh, mechanical pencil and his pants ripped. And now it's game on. They're all just laughing. They know they can bully the guy. You know, it's, it's a combination, and it's, 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 it's becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy, which is these guys are doing a bad job, and then they're doing a worse job because they're getting bullied by coaches and players like i mean in those scrums for the ball and stuff like that 
you know, Ed Hockley wouldn't put up with that crap. No, he'd he'd be able to break it up though. That's you know? right. He'd be able to break that thing right up. And your your Rams, you have to be pleased with the culture change that has occurred, right? In just the three. <laughs> yeah. They've got Moxie. They they only have one win, but they cert, they certainly have Moxie. Adam. Well, it, they'd have two wins because they were ahead of Detroit with you know a minute and a half left in the game, mm-hmm. and then they went into their prevent defense. Somebody needs to explain the concept of the prevent defense to teams for whom it never worked, <laughs> which is this on paper is a great defense for those who can execute it. Unfortunately, we're not on that list. <laughs> so we're going to rush seven guys. <laughs> it's never prevented us from stopping a team. It prevents other teams who know how to do it from stopping other teams. For us, it's just it's an agonizing protracted loss where they end up scoring with eight seconds left. And by the way, a touchdown. Yeah. That's always a bad thing. Yeah. When you're, you know that thing as a fan when you're like, oh man, don't let them get in field goal range. And then uh, set 65 seconds later, you're like, don't let them get in the end zone. That, <laughs> that always means things have gone from bad to worse as a fan. Uh, it's nice. I mean, it's great to see, you know, Fisher in there and a little fire and, and all that kind of stuff. It's uh would have been nice to see him get away with a victory in uh, Detroit. But the NFC West is no longer a laughing stock. That is no, for sure. No. That is for sure. Yeah, and the Pat. Hey, everybody, we're three games in, and the Rams and the Pats have the same record. Yes, they do. That's, that's all I'd like to do. I'd like to get Belichick and Brady in the same room and go, what are you guys? I want to. Hey, my Rams are one and two. So there you go. There's parody. You are what you are. Yeah. You are what you are. Hey, Adam, thanks for calling in, man. I sure appreciate right. it. Let's uh, let, let's try together. I think we can we can get this done, and um, and send somebody over to a Home Depot. And by you say by Wednesday, this thing would be done. Every stadium would be set to roll. You know, at least the goalpost and primer by Wednesday. <laughs> full, full Caltrans yellow by Friday. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. Thanks for calling in, man. Thanks, Ray. You bet. Adam Carolla has unique takes, to say the least. What do you say? It'd be Caltrans yellow by, by Friday. Yeah, we're going to start with primer, and then we can get it to the Caltrans. He came out strong with the uh, the Belichick analogy there. He's like, now that a coach that is respected, it's like a missing person, the missing person analogy. Listen, like I said, I don't blame him for – I mean – I don't think he was trying to hit the official. I don't think he was, you know, like arguing and bumping him. The guy was running off. He was trying to and, get his and, attention. But usually these officials will go up to you and talk to you. Right. These officials will give you that explanation. And if you don't – again, it's all about these coaches not, not feeling safe and comfortable in how these games are being administrated. So you wanted to get some sort of an explanation. I, again. That's what he said. But he still contacted the official, and the league's going to hit him because the league hit uh, Fox and and um, Jack Del Rio, thirty and $25,000 each for their conduct during the game on Monday night. Yep. So Belichick's that, it's going to be double that. I mean, because Fox and, and Del right. Rio didn't actually contact the officials. Right. Twitter was saying they expect double. But the fines are coming for Kyle Shanahan, who chased the officials down the hallway, and 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 um, and also John Harbaugh gets them too. But I mean, hopefully this just ends. This just ends 
because it's not going to get better. These guys have not, over three weeks, shown that they can handle the speed of the game and the administration of the game any better. There has been no improvement in that. I mean, I guess we've seen some improvement in maybe some of the calls. I mean, there was a highly nuanced call in that Washington Redskins game about how someone was the first to touch a ball coming back right out of the end zone. I mean, that was nuanced, but... I was shocked that they got the Demarius Thomas touchdown right in the in the that, Texans and that, game. That play in the Rams game where there was four turnovers in one play, and the original one. That's right. The Bears, the Bears Rams game. That was that was nuts. Yeah, no, I'm like a ground a ground the the ground can't cause a fumble, and it certainly can't cause it twice. Can't, <laughs> the ground can't cause two two pieces of ground can't cause two fumbles. It just what, stands Jay, to reason you could extrapolate it out to any factor of well, one. Well, Jay Cutler fumbled. Cortland Finnegan. Uh, or someone picked it up, returned it. They got tackled. They fumbled for, and then it was a, total Keystone. A bear cops. player picked it up, total and then Keystone they fumbled cops. again. But nothing's worse than allowing somebody to challenge uh, a call when they don't have the timeout. It's just nothing's worse than that. Nothing's worse than that because I mean, it dates back to week one when they gave and then, Pete Carroll an extra timeout. John Harbaugh asked for a measurement. It's so far away from the first. I don't have as much of a problem with the measurement. That's yes, that's just smart coaching. Both. That's smart coaching on no, Harbaugh's part. No, 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 no. It's, it's it's smart. It's smart, sure. And it was a bad spot to but begin it's like, with. But, the but do you take do you take candy from children? You know what I mean? Like you know you can take you know you could take a lollipop from my four year old, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't I don't mean to sound flip here, but it it, it was as simple as like, oh, I'll, I'll give this a try. I mean, they're trying stuff. Coaches are trying stuff. Players are trying stuff. Would never. They would do. never, never do. do. It would never do. Like, do you think Will Fork would rip his helmet off and charge yeah, the yeah. official? Yeah, at the end of the game, I absolutely that. think so. I don't know about that. I, I, at the end of a game, I not in the middle of a game. I don't know about that, but because maybe these guys aren't already to the point of ready to blow. It's a no, I mean, it's three weeks now of not feeling comfortable with their ability to administrate the game, to just administrate it, the basics. Yeah. How many times are we like first? No, no, it's second down. No, no, third down. How many times you see like you put a rubber band on your finger? Right. You put a. I mean, you know what I mean. It's simple stuff like that. Again, well, I think what we're realizing is it's not so simple because there are a lot of nuances to the game and the leagues and bylaws. I I, I just hope this ends. I just hope this. I know that I know they've met, and and I keep mentioning that 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 uh, that scene in Network that you guys still have never seen. The movie that we haven't seen yet. You got to see it. Ned Beatty at the end talking about you are you're railing against the forces of nature. I'm talking about a you know a multi million dollar business decision that our superiors are are handling how they see fit. We are just cogs in the machine, just like every other business. I understand. I got to speak my mind. That's what uh, you know our job is here. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. Rich, you you petitioned pretty hard for the cameras to be on tape delay for the green room at the draft. <laughs> it's Can a you different get story. No, no, no. It's... I'm talking about the Adam pole, the the, the field goal posts. Can you get that I one? I don't know. Up the flagpole, if you will. The proverbial, the literal flagpole. Well, one day, when Ray Anderson and and um, and everyone else involved, and Rich McKay and everyone is is done with this hole, as they say uh, back in. My um, where I grew up, Michigas. When we're done with this Michigas, this craziness, hopefully we can start uh, uh, focusing in on other stuff. Uh, it doesn't matter our, because people are still going to watch. Well, uh, maybe that's your point of view, but a lot of people think that the product is being yeah, is, is is being diluted. I didn't agree with Steve Young's take on all that. What did he say? That was his, his take was the NFL doesn't care 
They they don't care I because care. The, it's a Come it's on. a machine that can't be stopped. Why would they care? As long as the dollars are there, they don't care. I, well, I, I, I thought mean, it was it, a little it, bit it, of a it, it, this this you know they're uh, whoever you know is is dealing with this is vulnerable to that sort of attack. Sure. You know, they're yep. vulnerable to that sort of attack, but of course they care. Absolutely care. That's you know, but they're vulnerable because if you talk about respecting the game and tell the official to tell the coaches respect the game, that you're disrespecting the officials, you're disrespecting the game itself by putting these guys out there for three weeks. How are you respecting the game? Right. I mean, it's it, it, all of these issues. I wish would just be put to bed. All of these issues, I wish would be put to bed, because I, 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 there's so much compelling action. And so many great storylines that aren't being talked about top of mind. I mean, Peter King's first item and his Monday morning quarterback on Monday was all about the replacement officials and how they've met. But at least they're meeting. I mean, both sides understand. Yeah. Uh, Maurice Jones-Drew, in the meantime, ran for buck seventy-seven. Yeah, he did. Against the Indianapolis they Colts. First, uh, they needed that one. You can't go 0-3. I mean, we discussed it on game day morning. The difference between going one and two and zero oh and three is huge. It's a difference between going and having a twenty-three percent shot at making the playoffs or a three percent shot at making the playoffs. And this is on the basis of how everybody has started the season since nineteen ninety. Was that in Mooch's book that he had? That yeah. He brought Mooch brought out a book of all his uh, uh, talking about the Jay Cutler issue. And how do you, as a coach, deal with a quarterback who, you know, bumps a left tackle right. and, and may have some issues with how he's dealt with that and how that reverberates in a team? That was the conversation for uh, on game day morning. And he brought in uh, a big, thick notebook. Every single meeting he's had with any quarterback, he's written and taken notes and he's put into a binder. Wow. And he talked about, you know, he one conversation he had with a quarterback back in 2003. This is what we expect of you. Um, going into the season. He talked about all the issues, the bullet points to talk about with the quarterback, which is, you know, you're the, be media savvy, you're the face of the franchise, blah, 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 blah. So he's done with it, and he goes, <laughs> at one point he goes, understand my bad is not a bad word to say. And I'm like, that's two words. <laughs> but he was on a roll. He didn't right. want to hear it. Can't interrupt, Mooch. I know. The only thing, and I, I did verbalize it too, even though I put Mooch in a tough spot. You heard what I told him? <laughs> yeah. You, you go, where, where, where's the page said, with the I, Joey no, Harrington No, I said, how thick is the Joey yeah. Harrington notebook? Yeah. <laughs> poor oh, Joey. Poor Joey. And Mooch looked at me and he goes, stop that. It's on television. <laughs> yeah, poor yeah, Joey. fun. And now people on Time Warner Cable will see it. Are seeing it, yeah. And Bright House Networks. Have I told you how much I love Time Warner Cable lately? I haven't. I love Time Warner Do you Warner like Time Cable. Warner Cable? Yeah. For nine years, I felt a little different. Yeah. Now I love them. No, woke, woke up on Saturday. Couldn't be more excited. Open. So many people were tweeting me about that. Uh, anyway, Maurice Jones drew 177 yards rushing. He is on the show. Great. Gillian Jacobs hey of now. Community. All right. She's coming in in person after uh, she tweeted basically saying she wanted to be on the show, which she did. We I couldn't have been more flattered. It's awesome. And, um, and then went back and forth about, as we talked about on the previous podcast, about uh, using the word chances instead of downs. The gauntlet being thrown by her community co-star, Joel McHale, on Twitter. And um, how many times did I do it again? Six, right? Six. Uh, you did it way more than six. Did I? But well, you, six. you did it six while calling the game. While calling the game. But okay. when you were talking about Andre Brown, oh, I yeah, think yeah. you how dropped many it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to get it in there. Yeah. Um, so she's on as well, and we just had Corolla on. This is fun. Yeah. Let's, are... let's get to it. Here's Maurice Jones-Drew, everybody. He is more than just a friend of the program. He's just a friend. He is just a friend. 
who also happens to be the all-time leading rushing touchdown maker in the history of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Good to see you, Maurice Jones-Drew. Thank you, Rich. Good to see you too, man. I haven't seen you in a while. It's been I know. A long time. Haven't seen you either. Uh, I'm I'm looking cleaned up. You you've got <laughs> what? When was the last time you you cut that that lid of yours, MJD? When was uh, the last time you and shaved? What was? What? Yeah. Well, what happened was while I was you know away handling business, um, <laughs> yes, you I were. I was getting consulted by a bunch of grizzly bears, and uh-huh. so uh, I felt you know I, I learned some of the ways of the bear. Mm-hmm. And um, you know I'm really embracing them as of right now. I don't know how long the beard's going to stay. I really don't know yet because I thought it would fill in already. Right. So we're kind of debating on that, but I, I like the way the hair looks. The was, hair looks great. So because there were two things. So uh, I was going to say that you were just trying to go hair for hair with Shad Khan as part of this <laughs> whole showdown, <laughs> but you're you're telling me that you were you were holding out not only the Jaguars but on society as a whole. You were in the wild. Is that what you're saying? That's where you were. Oh, oh yeah. I'm, I'm from the great outdoors. You know, um, <laughs> San Francisco, California. That's that's, that's what right. is, uh, is is really known as the great outdoors. And so there's right. there's lions, tigers, and bears out there. Oh my. So exactly. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, I just I've I've learned to, to become one of them. You know, that's how you have to survive in this in this business and. And on this team, man, it's such a it's a, such a tough game. You have to be able to survive. And so yeah, I know. I figured I went back to my roots. You all, you certainly you certainly have gotten back to the roots with a buck seventy seven on the Indianapolis Colts. Um, in terms of where you are compared to where you you've been normally in a in a season, are you are you up to speed right now, MJD? In your estimation? Oh yeah, definitely. I think uh, obviously not being around, I didn't take a lot of the pounding. Um, which a lot of guys do during training camp. Uh, I got opportunity to kind of heal up a little bit more from last year. And uh, I didn't do as much cutting, which which does hurt your knees every now and then. And so with that, you know, I have fresh legs. I was able to learn the playbook. I'm still getting more adjusted to the, uh, our blocking schemes. But my offensive line did a great job. Uh, you know, Blaine threw, threw some great passes to kind of back him off the run a little bit. And uh, it was a great victory. And it's one that you needed. I mean, would you have termed that a must-win, MJD? I think every game's a must-win. Oh, you went cliche on me there. I guess I opened myself up. Well, 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 let me tell you this. You don't want to start 0-3. And and that, you know, obviously with a new regime, new owner, new coach, um, you want to validate all the hard work that these guys have been working. And and for me to come in, um, I wanted to validate, you know, that I'm a professional. I I work hard and I I try to perfect my craft. It's the only way you can do that is by winning games. And so, um, obviously, 0-3 wouldn't have been the right way we wanted to start. And, you know, it was, it was a tough battle. It wasn't, it wasn't easy. Um, we still have to execute a little bit more. But I think, uh, you know, the Colts, they're going to be a good team to come, and, and we just have to keep working. What about you? I mean, what, about, what, what type of team is this Jaguars offense going to look like? Did we get a glimpse of it? A, a lot of people are just wondering what the identity is going to be. Um, I, we, we want to be a balanced offense, Rich. I think um, the best team that that does that. I mean, there's. I think there there's some some teams that do. I think the Giants do it well. I think the Niners do it well. Um, we obviously we heard the Packers screaming about having a run game. Um, the Patriots. We just want to be balanced. We don't want to have to worry about you know in any situation we want to be comfortable. So if it's two minute situation like last week, we're able to throw the ball, score. If it's four minute, we want to be able to close out games. If it's short yardage, goal line, whatever it may be, we want to be fit for every uh, situation. And so right now that's what we're working for. I think uh, 
We're doing a great job. We have a lot of young guys making plays, and I think we're heading in the right direction. Well, you certainly got a big play uh, in the last two minutes of that game, Maurice. I mean, that that sort of came out of nowhere, a quick 80-yard strike with the game on the line after you watch Vinatieri uh, kick one through to give the Colts a late lead. What was that like from your perspective? Uh, well, I didn't see the catch. I uh, tried to – I was supposed to chip one of the DNs. They did a stun. I ended up getting destroyed by a, a SC grad, number 95, uh, for the Colts, which, uh, you know, obviously I try to – Yeah. I don't like to get into too many confrontations with him. Not because – I'd rather get into a conversation with him than anybody else because he went to SC. But because he's so big, I tried to move out his way, but he got me. Then when I looked up, Cecil was running. All I saw was his elbows and the bottom of his shoes running. So uh, that, that was a good sign. Because obviously you are you've been the main cog there for quite some time. I mean, and and this is a team that's been grind, grounding, grinding it out with you essentially. And the quick strike, the quick play, if that could be added to this offense with your ability to move chains and and be dynamic from your position, that would be a game changer. Is this was that just you caught them in the right? defense or is this something that we could come to expect perhaps from the Jaguars offense um I, we have players I think we definitely have players to make the quick strike um but at the same time your protection has to match up with the plays we have to keep Blaine upright and healthy um and we have to we, like I said at the end of the day we want to be balanced and so we want to be able to uh have a 50 percent uh throwing the ball 50 percent running the ball and that keeps the defense on their heels and they can't be too aggressive and so, uh, we, like I told you before, we have weapons. I mean, Justin Blackman's another weapon. Mike Thomas, uh, Mike Thomas, Leron Robinson, obviously Cecil Shorts, Mercedes Lewis, Greg Jones. I mean, have you ever seen Greg Jones, Rich? He's a big dude. Have you seen him? I have, yeah. He's okay, because next time I'm going to bring him to L.A. and yeah. I want you to meet him because he's a mean guy. How mean? I mean, you, should I really want to meet him? I mean... Well, I, you're I mean, cool with me, so you'll be cool with him. I mean, you know, I mean, I, we, like, I got the, you're, you're with the in crowd. Will will he will he can he fit on Rodeo Drive, for instance? Is he is he enough? Is he can he can he roll the way you and I are accustomed to rolling here in Los Angeles? I, Let's be honest think, here. Can he can he hang? I, well, I I really think that the police would follow us <laughs> because he does look he looks dangerous. Is that right? So do I though. Yeah, so he, are you, yeah, are you he, saying he I don't look do. dangerous? I mean, no, no, no. You're you're very dead, but he he really. You should see. Hey, listen, something about him. You should see the way I roll through stop signs in Beverly Hills. I mean, it's just oh, so I, I, I don't I don't hit the brakes. You're riding completely. dirty. Well, you're I mean, riding dirty. Uh, you know how I, I I live on the edge. You know that's. You know, I understand. You know I got that slow roll when you hit that stop <laughs> sign. You know that's right. that's the way I that's the way I but, roll. You know you know the police are never mess with a big timer like you, Rich. You know you're the kingpin <laughs> out there. So oh sure yeah I I know exactly. What you mean? What was it? What was it like for you, Maurice, when you were in the middle of this whole craziness in August, and a lot of people were wondering if you would ever come back, if you were, if this was a way to put pieces back together again. You even mentioned how you wanted to come out in the first few weeks and show about how you're a pro. If people might have even been questioning that about you, what was that like for you? Uh, it, It was, you know, it was difficult to the point where I missed my teammates. Um, I miss being around the guys playing the game that I love. But, um, you know, I also understood the other side of this game, you know, where you see guys get cut, you see certain situations happen. So that had to take precedent first. I think uh, in this game, you know, 
Darrell Reeves, for example, you know, he, he's coming up. He could have held out. You know, he wanted a new contract and, you know, knock on wood. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen to anyone else. But he, he gets a freakish injury, and now he has to rehab and try to do it all over again. And so this game can be taken away from him so quickly. Um, you have to try to, you know, when, you, when you're producing at a high level, we feel as players we should get compensated for that. And so obviously that was what my holdout was for. Um, obviously that didn't happen. Uh, but there were no hard feelings. I mean, I understood where they were coming from. They understood where I was coming from. I'm back now, and, you know, I just want to, you know, there's a lot of reports coming out that I lost a step, that, you know, I, I wasn't good, I'm not this, I'm not that. Uh, those are people just speculating, and I'm just back trying to be with my teammates and enjoy this game, you know, the game I've been playing for 20 years. I mean, we, we, we've seen that so many times from guys who held out, that the, the dreaded soft tissue injury pops up, and, and they're not the same. And that's what I'm wondering if that buck 77 yesterday on Sunday was part of that was a subtext to that performance in Indianapolis that you are not going to be like that. Uh, everyone's different. You know, everybody had, they have different guys around them. I think for me, my offensive line and, and, and the guys that rotated in at fullback, they did a great job for me. Um, you know, there was sometimes where I wasn't getting touched till three, four yards down the field, either by safeties or linebackers no, getting blown no, back. No, I know that. So, Listen, I know you're a well, team guy, Maurice, but you're well, also no, a guy. Well, you're, you're also a guy who who wears number thirty-two because you don't forget where you were oh, drafted. No, I mean, you're a guy full with subtext. You got subtext people, all written all over you here, and I'm you just, know, people never forget, Rich. You know that they never forget anything. And so, you know, my thing is, I want people to, and not, not necessarily people, but reporters, to have to take, you know, take credit for what they said. You know, a lot of people, they just talk out of, you know, I guess it was a prayer. They felt that I was attacking them personally with what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how, but um, some reporters took it, took it too far, you know, um, to say that I, you know, as a person to just say that, you know, he's not going to be the same player he has. He, he's lost a step. He's not this. That was a personal attack. I worked very hard in the offseason to be the best player I can be to help this team win. And so obviously that was helping fuel me through it, but you know, I was working out with a lot of guys this offseason uh, that uh, kept me motivated and kept me happy, and we just we worked. You know, it wasn't – you know, I was trying to, do, to simulate camp as much as possibly I could, so when I did get back, I wouldn't miss a beat. And so, um, you know, I came back in great shape. Uh, like I said, learning the playbook was one of the tough things, but I had a lot of guys around me helping me with that. And you saw, you saw what when we, when we could put everything together, you saw what can happen. And I think this game is just kind of a stepping stone. We have to continue to work. But – you know, to everybody saying that, you know, you talk about running backs being dis- devalued and running backs only last till they're 30. And, you know, I, 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 I don't believe in that. I, I believe, you know, if you're a player, you're going to be a player always. And, and, you know, you decide when you don't want to play anymore. And so uh, as running backs, we feel that's how we all feel. And you can ask anybody about that and we're going to have each other's backs. And, you know, that's just one. This is one time someone can say a holdout didn't hurt them. What was it like being home, though? You got you got those young kids, Maurice. You got those. You got. I mean, they must have been climbing all over you. And well, you're... well, Rich, I wasn't at home. That was a crazy thing. I actually went to Antarctica for like two weeks. That's right. That's right. You were in the I wild. Told you. you were in the I wild. I was in the wild. My bad. Yeah, my bad. So I was in. So what happened was uh, in in early June, I was in in the redwood forest mm-hmm. uh, studying the grizzly bears to learn how they right. they survived. Then you migrated. So that north. was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. So then no, I had to, I went I went uh Antarctica South, I thought. Yeah, that's right. Is yeah. it south? Yeah, so we went south. Um it was it was a crazy trip. I gotta tell you, I took a flight, I flew to Brazil, um, <laughs> had to hop on the back of a couple trucks, 
Um, yeah. Took a ship from Brazil. It was like a, a month ship ride all the way to Antarctica. Right. And then they dropped me off and they kept going. And so I really didn't have as much contact. You know, you heard that I wasn't really in that's contact right. with the Jaguars. That's, right. and that's why I was I was actually out working. Um, I figured being out in these cold, tough atmosphere, this environment, yeah. that I, if I could if I could withstand that, I could withstand anything. Yes. And, and so and, and that's kind of how I took it. Well, I, I'm glad you brought your shake weights with you so you could stay in yeah. shape. You could, you know, you... I did it all, man. <laughs> I don't you know. It was... Speaking of, it, it was, was that the shake weights or the, the dice rolling when you scored? Oh, I, well, my, I, I know your yeah. coach doesn't want you to celebrate like that now. I well, know that. Well, we're, we're, well, we're skating on thin ice if we keep on, on the no, Antarctica no. theme here. No, we're not really skating on thin ice. I think we, you know... Um, I had talked with Coach Malarkey about it because last week I scored and I didn't celebrate, but I, I didn't hand the ball to the ref. Yes, I saw that. Um, right. Um, we, we came to an agreement that as long as the ref touches the ball, okay. you're, you're good. Okay. And so, yes, I did do the dice roll, but that's, you know, that's my oldest son likes that dance. He shoots dice um, all the time <laughs> with does. his friends. Yeah, he takes him to school. It's, it's a, I, I don't oh, know gosh. where he got it from. Wow. Okay. But, you know... I told him, you know, at the age of four, you're an adult now. You need to bring home some money. So he, he figured out shooting dice. <laughs> well, that holdout was rough it. on the whole Jones-Drew family, huh? I mean, wow, that was yeah. a, that's a rough holdout if you're it, – it, it was rough, you know. I mean, like I said, it, we everyone had to work. And so uh, <laughs> he, he found his niche in shooting dice. Oh, and man. And so uh, from so, there, you know, we're, we're just working. Everybody has a job, man. There's no, there's no free meal in this family. So basically, because I know, again, the coach said he wants no dancing, that he's going to donate money to a local charity for every touchdown scored, that there is no dance. I was personally, um, I mean, because, again, I know it's good for charity, but for me, again, you know it's about the podcast and, and how right. you have. And, and, you, and you're number one. And, and, um, and I said, you know what, if, he would, if you do the podcast dance, I'll double the charity. I know that's sort of undercutting what, what the coach is doing or well, trying to achieve. Well, well, no, but we'll, we'll talk about this. I, okay. I, I mean, I think Coach Mark is very understanding. He understands okay. that it's hard to get in the end zone. And yes. I think that was one thing that we all, you know, we're a very jubilant team. You know, we like to express our feelings as much as possible. And, and I hadn't been open the field in a while, Rich, if you notice. You know, last time I was on the field, I got caught. So, uh, to, to break a run like that and not get caught, I was very excited. Right. Um, and, and I the guys around me, we, we had a great time. But, you know, he said as long as the ref touches the ball, okay. uh, he'll, be, he'll be willing to, to, to meet with us halfway on that. And so, you know, we're going to do it. We, we, you know, like I said, we, you know, some guys, they don't celebrate, and that's great. Um, but for me, it's, it's, it's hard to get in there. I know. You know. People say, act like you've been there before. Well, you know, I don't even know. What was last, what was Sunday's date? Sunday's date was, yeah, that's the last time you were, yeah, the 23rd. I, I, before that, I'd never been in that end zone that date, that time. That's right. So I just figured that's right. know, it was the first time for everything. <laughs> so I, I, I might as well get that's it while right. I can. Nice. Well, you may have to get in quite a bit because the, the Bengals seem to be getting in the end zone quite a bit. And they're coming oh. to your house this weekend. No, they're they're a great team. You know, um, they have a lot of guys that we've had here. Amon Benz was here uh, last year. Reggie Nelson, obviously. So they have some great guys. I mean, we all we can do is talk about AJ Green and his talents. Uh, the law firms there. You know, big guy from fantasy. That's uh, right. Andy Dalton. I, I had him on my Madden franchise at one point, leading us to Super Bowl. So I know his his capabilities. And their defense is loaded. Um, and we have a tough task, but uh, you know. 
Someone once told me, Rich, you know, a man is a man is characterized by his, how he deals with adversity. And uh, we have a tough challenge. There will be some adverse situations like there were last week. And I feel like as a team, we grew. So uh, we're going to continue to work hard, and uh, we'll see how the game plays out on Sunday. Well, man, I'm just glad you came back in from the cold because well, this, 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 that team down there in this league is just not the same without you, Maurice. It's, it, well, it's, it's you know, the truth. It's the straight truth Rich, right there. I, and I'm going to be completely honest with you. Uh-huh. You know, th- there's two reasons I came back. Yes. Two reasons. What are they? One, um, Antoine Bethea just kept harassing me the whole time mm-hmm. from the Colts. Just kept harassing me. Uh, what he, do you mean he, he was harassing he, you? He would text me about how he stood me up on the goal line last year oh and tell me. It was, it, was a bunch, it was just bad stuff that he did. He's a great guy, but he, he just was a bad person while I wasn't here. And then, too, I missed you, man. I, Is that right? I, you know, I really, I did. I, 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 w- I was watching you guys all the time. I appreciate the kind words you guys said. Um, and, you know, really, I, I, missed, I missed the whole gang. But so, you know, hopefully. But uh, you, you know, Maurice, you don't have, when, when you hold out. Uh, on the Jaguars, you're not holding out on me. You know, you and I are above this this game. I mean, you know, our friendship are. goes beyond the just the borders of a football field. So well, hey, I'm how always here, I'm, especially I, I, in, in times that you might need me. You know. I, well, you know. Well, well, I'm glad you said that because when you guys come here on Thursday, yes, we are. Uh, I'm inviting you and the gang to the crib. I'm gonna have them cook up a big meal and. Uh, Hope you guys. Are, we're coming. Guys to, come we're coming the day before. You and Andrew Luck. That rematch of the game that we just saw this weekend. Let's hope it's as tight and as exciting and as entertaining as what you just played this Sunday when we come back uh, on Thursday night football on November eighth. I appreciate it. So hopefully you guys can come to dinner. You know, I know the family would love to have you we're guys. In. Everybody. We're in. Tell Sap. Tell Sap he only could have one plate though. Okay. Because we don't have enough for. Five. No, no. The Sap. Sap only does Sundays. So don't worry. Oh. You won't have to worry oh, about we're Sap. We're good. Well, yeah. Then tell Mooch. Tell Mooch yeah. to come with the kids. Well, he can Dion. Eat. Yeah. I like the whole segment on being a beast. You like that was, the he had a, a great one. You like because Moose did jump into the lamp. I, I was upset you guys didn't do it last week. You guys didn't well, do it last week, right? Well, we can't. Do, if we do it every week, it might lose its its flavor. We don't want it to jump the shark too fast. Oh. You know what I mean? So well, Mooch is a beast for jumping into Lambeau Field without a cup. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I have <laughs> to. I really it was an unprotected to. leap. It was. Yeah, you can't do that. That's, it's dangerous in there. <laughs> so, like it I said, is, yeah. I. I appreciate it, man. You guys do a great job. You too. You too, Maurice. Thanks for coming on the podcast, man. No problem, Rich. You got it. That's Maurice Jones-Drew, 314 yards rushing through three weeks. He's proven everybody. That's the subtext. He's joining us here on the Rich Eisen Podcast. Pleased to have on the Rich Eisen Podcast now somebody who I've met on Twitter. That's normally a bad story. When anybody says I've, I met them on Twitter, it's a bad story. But uh, this is this is a good story, and it's got a happy a happy tale, and uh, it also has uh, a game changing aspect to it, a game changing aspect of the how we view and talk football in the National Football League. I could not be more pleased from the show community entering its fourth season coming up next month. Uh, on NBC, Gillian Jacobs. Good to see you. Hi, thank you so much. How for are you doing? Me. I'm excellent. So one day I log on to Twitter and I see about 30 tweets at me and at Gillian Jacobs saying, This has to happen. So I start looking down the conversation string and you tweeted at me, mm-hmm. where I, which I would never have imagined or thought would be the case or possibly you tweeted at me. What did you tweet? You tweeted me saying something along the lines of you need like maybe you would like to have a sidekick that could ask you really stupid questions about football. And I think the the question was, uh, why do quarterbacks wear fanny packs? Mm -hmm. Is that something you've always wondered? Yeah, it's a question that I have. I don't (laughs) know. 
That's a great question because I don't know. I don't know if they're fanny packs. What are they? Well, I think they're hand warmers. Oh, what, really? You know what I mean? Yeah, they're, they're around the waist. Oh, it's not like you unzip them and they're like mini carrots in there. I thought they had playbooks or, in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Or 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 if you're traveling, there's a passport yes. or your traveler's checks or anything. It's not that. I think they're hand, those are the hand warmers, oh. it, it, which is I, I would love to have one of those, too, because you you, you sort of it, it goes around your waist. Yeah. Which seems really uh, economical and smart. Aerodynamic. Aerodynamic. <laughs> yes. You could because I think what they do is they when they go out to play, they sometimes they just turn them around their waist see that i was confused i was very i I thought i had a lot of really interesting questions about football that maybe hadn't been raised on the podcast by the way uh this is that's number one that's a great one to start (laughs) off with i've never been asked that question before they do i never thought you know what they do look like fanny packs right they do okay so maybe they could just keep useful things in there other than just yeah their hands i thought maybe i could do a simulcast with you guys which is like an idiot's guide to football where you guys are doing like a normal broadcast and Mm -hmm. then i ask really basic stupid questions about football that maybe people are wondering at home so it it, it could be like that interactive feature on hbo go or something like that right when you're watching the game and then my questions pop up (laughs) i like it that's like, what's the deal with the fanny bag? Yeah, yeah. Who is this guy? One? Why are you allowed to pull someone by their hair? Why is that legal? I have a question about that. You are allowed to pull somebody down by their hair. Yes. But if you then pull them up by their hair, illegal. Wow. Yeah, because see, I'm from Pittsburgh, and I saw a game where Troy Palomalo. I yes. can't pronounce his last name. That's okay. I was I had trouble with your first name. Yeah, I know. He got flipped <laughs> around by his hair, and I thought, no way in hell is that legal, and it was. The reason why I know this uh-huh. is because the Super Bowl in 2000, the 2005 season Super Bowl was between the Steelers and the Seahawks, mm-hmm. and there was that issue yes. where Palomalo was pulled down by his hair in a game uh, leading up to the Super Bowl. And I went ahead and asked what is legal and what is not legal. You are not allowed to pull, you are allowed to pull them down because that's technically part of the uniform. But if you pull them up, that's, that's, that's even on playgrounds, you know that. You yeah, can't pull well, somebody up by their hair. Okay. It's illegal. That's called unsportsmanlike conduct. I thought it was remarkable that the guy didn't come away with a fistful of his hair. The fact that it stayed in Palomo's scalp, I thought, was pretty remarkable. It, it didn't come out. But that's, I think, um, the magic of his all-in-one shampoo and conditioner. <laughs> I think it's it's it truly is a modern marvel of the all-in-one shampoo and conditioner. Then maybe I just need a better conditioner. It is. Okay. And he has no flakes, too. Like, no flakes came out. You know what I mean? It's, it is a head and shoulders thing. As he, that's that's what he talks about all the time. It all is. right. Well, I'm glad to have that question answered as well. Now, let me ask you a question. All right. Because um, we uh, we did this um, on, on our Thursday night uh, post-game show. Calling Downs chances Mm -hmm. now why where did you come up (laughs) with that well so here is the sequence of events i said can i be on your show you said yes and then and then i got really scared because i don't know anything about football but you're from pittsburgh pennsylvania i know i mean isn't that supposed to be in your dna yeah but i'm the one girl from my high school that's not posting photos of herself on facebook in full steelers gear (laughs) every week you went to juilliard yeah (laughs) I tried to get away from it. Um, is your family a bunch of Steeler nuts? Uh, my or what? dad is, yes. My dad, and he tried.
ride. He took me to games when I was little. So you went to you went to Three Rivers. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, in my snowsuit. Yeah, I remember it'd, it'd always be the coldest day of the year. It right. would probably be snowing, and we'd be on the you know the bleachers, and I'd be wearing my snowsuit at the game, like a full on zip up. Yes, Deal. which is probably why I never really liked football. You're walking around <laughs> like the Michelin woman, just bouncing off of yeah. seats and stuff like that. So I think I just associate it with being freezing cold, which you misery. know, That's just misery. growing up in Pittsburgh, it's just usually cold it's anyway. Cold. So your dad attempted. Oh, he tried. He told me that I had a real quarterback's arm. He bought me a Nerf football for oh. my birthday when I was like eight. He went. He tried. My mom used to call me. Bubby Brister. That was my childhood nickname. What? Your childhood nickname <laughs> was Bubby, Bubby Brister. Brister. Yeah. How did that work on you? Uh, that she, you went to Juilliard. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, really, aside from uh, being a puncher, I don't know what place a girl could really have on a football team long term anyway, right? Well, I guess. I guess. But, I mean, receiver, running back, you or think halfback, so? as, you, halfback. As, as you've I, used that terminology. Listen, I don't know where I heard halfback, but I know I heard halfback. halfback because it was in... is a legitimate football term. I mean, it's not you. I, I, I think you... We'll go over the course of events on the Twitter, but I mean, <laughs> halfback is—it's an old school term. Yeah, it's old school. Okay, it's not like—it's not like somebody look at that halfback and the way he moved. But <laughs> if if just like just boil it down, yeah. It is a football term. Okay. 100%. Great. So do you have brothers or sisters? No, or? I'm an only child. Oh, your dad tried. Yeah. That's, I think, he why tried. he was so invested in me being into football because mm-hmm. I'm an only child. But, okay. yeah, I really I started resisting. I remember as a kid my dad watching games at home and making signs that said Steelers stink and holding them up in front of the TV. <laughs> because I think I was – I don't think he ever properly explained football to me, which is why right. – we get to the chances thing. Sure. So I didn't understand what I was watching. But what um, about the terrible towel? Normally oh, yeah. kids love waving oh, yeah. that around no. and that, that, that's something kids get into. I or? had the terrible towel stickers when I was little in my sticker book. Okay. Um, yeah. Myron <laughs> Cope was a very important. Yes. Pits- yeah. This yes. is Myron Cope with the Pittsburgh Stillers. Yoy. <laughs> double yoy. I mean. Where, where did, where did that go? I don't where know. Where did that go? I don't know. I never went to a single high school football game. I just, I ran away from it. But oh. here I am somehow in the heart of football today. <laughs> NFL I am in the beating heart of football right now. That's Twitter. That's Twitter. That is the social media <laughs> working its magic, getting done what needed to get done, which is just take you from the Myron Cope upbringing <laughs> that you clearly had. Oh, yeah. And then bring you to the present day and wipe out. The entering, the oh, yeah. intervening years. Just yeah. wipe them out. Other than the fact that it's given you a, a stellar career oh, and, and you're doing great. <laughs> so your dad, is he is he still a Steelers fan? Is well, he... yes, but he moved back to where he grew up, which, which is Chicago. So it's a sort oh. of dual Bears-Steelers okay. fandom. And I told you on Twitter as well that I do have a 1986 Bears sweatshirt that my Uncle Vin gave to me when I was little. Okay. And he told me that I had to wear it during every Bears game to ensure a victory. So obviously I've been slapped. You've been slacking. I've been slacking. Yeah. But I still have it and I do wear it. You do? Yeah, yeah. Under what occasions does the 86 Bears Well, I've gone to some before the thankful event of Time Warner Warner Cable getting the NFL Network. God bless those people. God bless Time Warner. God bless them. Um, You would have to go to a bar. Yes. Unless you had the Dish Network to watch a Bears game. So I've worn my Bears sweatshirt to a Bears game at a bar. At a bar. At a bar. Okay. At a bar. And and is this still this garment still intact? I mean, oh yeah. Is it coming apart? It seems. I seemed didn't wear it that much, <laughs> so it's doing fine. 
Okay, so you've got that. Yeah. And you've got the Steeler upbringing. Yes. And then we meet on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And you say, so again, it goes back and forth. And within, I think, two hours, you were booked on this podcast. Yeah. Got it done. Because I got so many tweets. And this is how I was, uh, I got so many tweets essentially saying, this must happen from your rabid Twitter following, <laughs> rabid Twitter following, which well, is which is again at at Gillian Jacobs. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and so uh, this happened, and Jack Burdett, who has appeared on this show, he's come on this show. Oh, really? Oh, he's a he's a diehard Cleveland Browns fan. Okay, I understand that. I mean, I mean, but by diehard, he wears the uh, figurative and physical scars. Of really? The, yes. Like he, he, I think he has done some personal harm to himself over his watching. Lifetime. Yes. <laughs> That's how difficult it's been for a Cleveland Brown fan. Over the last several years. And so he he gave the Jack Burdett stamp of approval. So you're on the show. We're, <laughs> we're on the show. So last Wednesday, um, I see a tweet from you that included your community co-star, Joel McHale. Because mm-hmm. you were now saying you were beginning to get concerned about appearing on this, yes. this podcast. Scared. Well, I mean, again, I think you have the upbringing, the background, and the knowledge deep <laughs> Deep within you. It's there. It's there. It is. Maybe on a subliminal level, but... No, it's there. Okay. It definitely is. because Because then he mentioned about... You mentioned how you've used the word halfback. Yeah. And I responded, that is a football term, albeit from the Newt Rockney era, but you go on. You go, girl. Yeah. Okay. I went. And then then he responded that you use the word chances instead of the word downs Mm -hmm. for football. Yep. I then responded, well... Downs, chances, why quibble? And then he said, well, yeah, next time you do a show, why don't you use the word chances instead of downs for an entire show? And if that gauntlet is thrown, (laughs) I picked it up and I ran with it. You did. Thursday night football, after the Giants destroyed the Panthers, I did the entire highlight using your terminology. And let me tell you something. It was liberating. (laughs) (laughs) It was liberating. It was absolutely liberating because... Because it made sense. It does. It's a more logical term to me. It's a more intuitive term because I don't know what a down is, but I know what a chance is. Right. You are... (laughs) It is because what a down is a chance. Yeah. Because to get a first down in the National Football League, you get four chances. Correct. To get the 10 yards needed in order to get more 10-yard chances. Yeah. For which you get four chances. Yeah. And that's how you move the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. I cracked something open. I cracked something wide you open. Did. <laughs> you absolutely did. And the funny thing is, is that nobody, like, I got one tweet from somebody saying, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and the guys to my left yeah. who are on the set with me, three of whom are in the Hall of Fame. Three of them in the Hall of Fame, one on defense, two on offense, meaning the two guys on the set came up with one chance after another in their league history, and the other guy was preventing people from getting more chances. Yeah. And this is legitimate terminology I'm using. They just they get more chances. Mm-hmm. None of them batted an eye. Really? No one said anything? Mm-mm. Joel and I thought for sure maybe you would say it once. And then when we heard the full video and heard you say it mm-hmm. over and over and over, I, I'm not going to lie to you, I jumped up and down. <laughs> 
I was so excited yes. that you did this that I jumped up and down with joy. And Danny Pudi, who's on the show, who's another huge football fan, uh-huh. and he's a Chicago Bears fan. We were all huddled around laptops watching this video. So excited. Mm-hmm. It was it was a pretty big moment for me to go from a kid who knew nothing about football to really, I feel like, changing the landscape of American football. I think it's a watershed moment. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. And um, I, I, I think now is where really I, I need to either find the stones to keep going with it. Yes. Or I don't I if I don't do it now. Oh God! How but it, will it doesn't ever it feel stick? so good to say second chance and long? I mean, it just like second chance and long, second chance and six. I mean, I think I did it six times. Yeah, I just I think I did a grand total of six times. Mm, I mean, I, it's beautiful, and I think like your punters are people too. I think there needs to be a second chance and long shirt. I'm throwing down this gauntlet. Really? Because mm-hmm. we've got three t two t shirts out there now. What are your other ones? Uh, we've got punters are people too, which yeah. is a movement. I really like which it. I, and that's what I like about the the downs chances things too, because it has a movement feel to it. Mm-hmm. That 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 if you and I get together in this manner, we can change. We can affect change. I would love that. Okay, punters are people too. Is the same thing yeah. to the point where the Giants punter Steve Weatherford came up to me before the game asking where his T shirt was. <laughs> people are now expecting to get these things, so I couldn't be more thrilled about that. There's that one, and then there's an <laughs> there's another T shirt based on a, a story too long to uh, recount. But I think in our our podcast for the AFC East preview, I told a story about me being on a plane, airplane, me and my wife with our two kids, including one who's 18 months old. She's trying to quiet him down, and there's another child on the plane. Uh, an infant screaming his head off, screeching yeah. his head off to the point where, you know, when you're on the plane, you give that person that look sort of like, you know, you and I both know you're in a world of shit right now. I will bleep that up. We both know you're in a world of shit right now, but you've got to quiet your child, yeah. please, for the sake of everybody's sanity. You give that person that look, and that is the unspoken word that the locked eyes say to one another. And you can do that parent to parent. Better than I, you would think. Yeah. You, one would think, yes, that parent to parent, it'd be like, listen, I understand the mm-hmm. world of shit you're in right now, but listen, I've got kids here and there's a whole plane full of people and you got to do something. Like, wh- where's the binky? I mean, shove that thing down the kid's throat here. <laughs> Where, where's the bottle? What do we got? What, what do we got here? What's plan A, B, and C? Because right now I'm getting nothing from you. That's That was the conversation. That was the unspoken word. And I shot him that look about five times. Ooh. That's how long this kid was screaming. Okay. Kid finally goes down, gets up. Wife is now trying to sh- quiet him again. This is about 40 minutes into the flight. She takes him into the galley. This is on a uh, a flight, uh, an airline um, called Met Flu. Okay. <laughs> kind of want to say the actual airline's name, but it's an airline, Met Flu. Rhymes with Met Flu. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in the front row. Mm-hmm. She's in the galley trying to quiet the kid down. And I go up to her and I say to her, would you mind please not quieting your child here because we're trying to put my 18-month-old to sleep too. Another parent-to-parent thing. Yeah. She understood and left the galley. I turn around now the, the, the father, her husband, staring a hole right through me. And he told me that what I did was wrong and I should have had asked the stewardess to have her move, that this was beyond comprehension, beyond the pale. This is bad. And he starts going at me, telling me that I should have brought, brought noise-canceling headsets on the flight. At which point I said, oh, I should have brought noise-canceling headsets. I should have brought noise-canceling headsets. You know, like I, I, yeah. I repeated the line and changed the inflection to let him know, again, unspoken words, you are an asshole. Mm-hmm. At which point he then said to me, keep it up. You're going to lose. <sighs> At 40,000 feet. Oh, That's our second T-shirt, the phrase, keep it up. 
you're going to lose. Oh, boy. <laughs> How did this end? Well, it ended with me realizing that he has now taken a verbal attack posture with me on yeah. an airplane. And it is now up to me to defuse the situation because clearly this man has lost his mind. Mm-hmm. Fatherhood has taken him to the brink. And, and, I, over. and again, as a parent, I understand that when your child is screeching and I found out subsequently that he's just coming off of a double ear infection, which means this man's life has been a living hell for perhaps an entire week's time. Got it. Still not, uh, in my mind, an excuse yes. for telling me to keep it up. You're going to lose. But that's the second T-shirt. Mm. The third T-shirt idea that we have is the phrase, other than that, it was great. <laughs> I like Just it. Like, that lo- sums up about every experience you uh, have in life. That, other than that, it was great. Other than losing the finger, it was great. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> other than that, it was great. And then the football terms, it's just like I used it the other night when the Giants didn't have their top two wide receivers and their running back, their main running back and their main left tackle. I said, other than that, it's, yeah. it's great. <laughs> That's the T-shirt. Okay, great. But now mm-hmm. we have, what are we going to come up with here? I What's think the- second chance and long, which is something you did say that night. Is second chance great. and long. That's it. I'm throwing it out there. Second chance and long. Yeah, and it'll be an inside joke for us, you know, real diehard football aficionados. <laughs> I need to bounce. I, but, but you have such a diehard fan base. <laughs> they would they would sell these T-shirts out in itself. I mean, you're, what you have been able to um, create in terms of a fan base, are you aware about how rabid folks I mean, are about your character, Britta, and community? And- I, I know that the only place that I am famous is on the Internet. And that at Comic Con in San Diego once Look a year, out, right? Yeah, you, you need security at that point, right? That I we're like the Beatles at Comic Con and online. If there is an online poll, we will win it. You know, we won the Hulu had a best in show. You know, every year we've won that. We for we, best comedy on television. Yeah, we mm-hmm. won um, a TV Guide cover because of a fan poll. If there is an online poll, they're going to mobilize. They're going to show up, and we're going to win it. But other than that. It was great. Yeah. Other than that, it was great. See? That's the t-shirt. It's so good. It's so applicable. It's for so many different parts of life. Other than that, it's been great. It's been great. (laughs) Because it is such a a funny show, and the characters that are on this show uh, are are rich, to say the least. And what you have done with your character as well. I mean, when you get these scripts, do you realize the parts where you can really sink your teeth into these moments that they tee up for you? Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's... Sometimes it's like um, last season I had this uh, hungry dance where uh, Britta gets high and wants pizza. Mm -hmm. And they wrote in there that I sing and dance about my love of pizza. And you just sort of... Like you have the little actor part of your brain that goes ding. That's like a moment there, and mm-hmm. sometimes it's something you do in the moment that you know was totally unexpected that people latch onto online. But I mean, they they give me such great material that I, all I kind of have to do is say it, you right. know, and bring my awkward dance moves to it. And, and many people have said that this podcast has now been Britted. Because I'm on it, it. Yeah, because yeah. it's not your character is is, is a, a verb. Yeah, I know. It's been made into a verb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is as an honor as you can get. Pretty I mean, much. I mean, if you've seen the movie Kingpin being Munsoned. Yes. I mean, if, in pop culture, when your character's name is turned into a verb, I mean, that is that's oh, some high praise. Right I know. There. And then there was another line 
where the Dean character says about me, oh, Britta's in this. And so now anytime I'm in anything, like I get 50 comments on Twitter, oh, Britta's in this. <laughs> if they show like a repeat of a, a old episode of a TV show I did before right. Community, oh, Britta's in this. So I have I have like two things I think that are just going to follow me th- for the rest of my life. So when people see, if they don't already know that you're on this podcast. I promise that's you. That's the tweets I'm going to get yes. back. Oh, oh Britta's Brit in this. this. <laughs> that's fantastic. And so when did you see, did you watch the Thursday night football post game show live? Or uh, no, I couldn't because we were still shooting. So I for the upcoming season of yes. Community. Okay. So I said on Twitter, can, if anybody has video of Rich Eisen saying chances, will you please send it to me? And so people mm-hmm. sent us a link to the NFL website. There you go. So then we watched that. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then I listened to your podcast on Friday to hear you guys talk about it. We did. We did talk about it at length excited. because, again, so many people who have watched our Twitter exchanges. Yeah. And I also did throw out before the pregame show, a postgame show, this is for Gillian Jacobs and Joel McHale. I had to include yeah. him because he's the one who challenged me. And you can't challenge me like that. I mean, you know. Yeah, it's, unless it's on an airplane, then you will <laughs> back down. <laughs> if I keep this up, I, I'm going to lose. You know, that's sort of what I was telling him. Keep it up. You're going to lose. I'm yeah. going to show you what I'm going to do here. Well, Joel and I were both blown away by the fact that Fantastic. you actually did it. We thought there was no way in hell you would actually say chances on the biggest Six night times. of your Well, network. It, it, it was a 36 to 7 game, so I don't know how many people were sticking around for the post-game show anyway. So I'm glad you were tweeting out the link of oh, it. Oh, so. yeah. Yes. Very good. Oh, I've, I, it's one of the highlights of my life. And I think Joel was uh, saying that um, that Chevy Chase, <laughs> who's on Community, said that he saw it. it but he, you were you were shooting. How how could he have seen it? He I didn't, mean, and he doesn't know how to use his computer. So there's, I promise you, there was no way that he had watched it on the website. He immediately was like, "Oh yeah, I, I saw that last night." And Joel's like, "It just happened a half hour ago." No, you didn't. He's like, "I, I think I think I saw it." I think I saw it. We're like, you didn't, but that's okay. What's he trying to? He just do? wants to be part of the gang, you know. He's he's Chevy Chase, he's, though. I know. How's he not part of the gang? Well, or? he's very baffled by technology, and <laughs> he he really is. He told us that his email was in New York first season. So if that gives you any, what do you mean his email was in? New he York? said we said he said you guys didn't you didn't tell me about that, and we said well we we emailed it. It was a group email, and he said well my email's in New York. Did so, he think you meant actual mail? Like his mail no, was sent no, to New York? He, because he doesn't know how to use his iPhone or his iPad, uh-huh. he can really only check his email on his home computer in, Bed- in New York. In Bedford, New York. And so he, <laughs> Does he understand that email's portable. He we've like, now I mean, taught him this. We've repeated this enough that he now understands that you can check email anywhere. But to him, he could only check his email wow. in New York. Yeah. That's deep. I know. So he really doesn't like it when we're on our phones. He doesn't like it when we're texting or, you know. Why? Because he doesn't have one to look at. He Or he doesn't bring it or he doesn't know how to turn it on. So it's a, he feels he's out of the community. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. Like, like Pierce. On... Like Pierce sometimes feels yeah. like. Yeah. So I actually had to uh, recover and change his Apple ID password for him one time. And so we try to help him. We always tell him to bring his iPad to set and we'll show him how to use it did you ever at those moments (laughs) did you think i'm changing chevy chase's apple id did you think of the girl in pittsburgh pennsylvania that yeah i I know that was probably growing up yeah christmas vacation this is fletch you're changing fletch's 
Yeah. Apple ID. Yes, I know. I know. Clark Griswold's Apple ID. I could steal his phone and call Steve Martin whenever I want it. <laughs> <laughs> if it's just lying around because yeah. you, you've got the, the code. You've it is the... lying around. It's in his trailer. He never brings it to set, but I could. I, I mean, the other a couple of weeks ago it was his wife's birthday. He I helped him find a florist and call a florist to send his wife flowers. So it's, you know, that's so good. That, yeah. I mean, that's mind blowing mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he really, he really thought his email was in New York. He thought his email was in New York. So I promise you, he did not watch your broadcast 20 minutes after it was on no, TV. It, it can't be. It no. can't be. And plus, uh, unless you got direct TV in your trailers, that was the last night that that NFL Network was not available on Time Warner Cable. And believe you me, we do not get DirecTV in our trailers. You do not. We barely get four channels. We get like ABC, you know, NBC, CBS, Fox, and then 30 like local Asian channels. That's all (laughs) we get in our trailers. Well, that, we were not broadcast. I don't think we were simulcast. No, we weren't dubbed. Um, Or on Al Jazeera or whatever you're getting in your your, trailers. I wish. We're not even getting Al Jazeera. No kidding. Al Jazeera is a good news source. We were we're not even getting, not that. Even getting that. No. Wow. <laughs> That's so funny because I've been experiences with, with uh, football players, like Hall of Fame football players that I've been fortunate enough to meet on, yeah. my, on my job. Guys who I watched in my living room as a kid. And I've, you know, I've been on business ends of them complaining about stuff or uh, at, at events you yeah. know, that I've emceed and they hold me like responsible for stuff that I have no control over and they'll come up and say, Hey, can't you do something about this? And part of me is like, you know, nervous. How will I, how can I help this guy? Yeah. You know, because you want to help this guy. And part of me is also like, Oh my God, that's, that's the guy I was going That's that dude. Now he's like bitching at me. I know. Like you know? he didn't have enough pretzels in his uh, dressing room. Uh, yeah. Uh, I know. It's a strange, like double thing Chevy when you get Chase. to work with people that you grew up watching. All right. So you are also coming up in a film called The Incredible Burt Wonderstone with Jim Carrey, Steve Carell, Steve Buscemi, Olivia Wilde, Alan Arkin, who is an all-timer. I know. I love Alan Arkin. I didn't get to work with him, but he is oh, so... Oh, you didn't get to no. work? just in the film. Yeah. Who did I, you get to work with Steve Carell well? was the main person. I know. It was my second time working with Steve Carell. I also did this movie called Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's just the loveliest, and he's so nice. Such and, a good dude, huh? Uh, yeah. He's, I hope everyone gets to work with Steve Carell, because he's just the nicest guy, and so mellow and low-key, and mm-hmm. he's... You know, the... There are a lot of us. I don't know if you've noticed about actors. A lot of people crave attention. No, uh, a lot of people. I'm need shocked to, <laughs> to hear that. I'm shocked to hear a that. A lot of you know, a lot of actors need to be the center of attention, and Steve Carell is just such an unassuming, sweet, down to earth guy that you know is is so kind to everyone around him. He's a pleasure. That's great. And Joel McHale, I've never met him, but uh, he is a funny guy. He and I mean, yeah, I'm a and big fan of his college football player. I heard that tight yeah. end, right? Is he a tight end or something? Sure. <laughs> I figured if you know halfback, you got to know tight end. I mean, I figure you're going to go, you at least know that sort of thing. He interacted with footballs. I know that. He He interacted with football. It's fantastic. Fantastic. So now we, we are, we're going to move this, the, we're going to move the chains, if you will. Okay. On this downs chances thing. Great. I mean, I, with a t-shirt, we're going to, we're going to do our best to do that. And every now and then I'm going to throw the chances mm. in there just to see who's awake. That would make me so happy. You don't understand. You're affecting change. I feel it and I love it. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on. My pleasure. This, this was is a lot so of fun. much fun. Please come back anytime. Oh, it's far less scary than I thought it would be. Well, but it's no, well, there's no scary. We don't, there's no biting here. I, know, I thought maybe you'd give me a quiz about no, football or we don't something. No, do that. It's just, <laughs> it, it, we're just having fun. 
meeting people and talking football and pop culture. That's what this is all about. Season four of Community premieres Friday, October 19th on NBC at 8.30 p.m. Uh, Gillian plays the famed Britta. <laughs> this show has been Britted. Britta's, what's the, what's the line I'm going to get back again? Oh, Britta's, Britta's in this. Britta's in this. Britta's in this uh, on Community. And also uh, keep an eye out for the incredible Burt Wonderstone at a theater near you down the road. Good to have you on the Thank show. Thank you so much. Say hi to your dad, will you? I will. I mean, you know, if your dad's ever in town. Oh, it, yeah. I want to, see, I feel... You know, I feel like I, he's such a fan. He needs he needs the he, I guess the 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 affirmation the, finally. Yeah, yeah. You know it, what I mean? the, that I'm getting the NFL seal of approval. Say, it, tell him that he's the NFL Network's open him anytime <sighs> he comes out here. Make his life seriously. Let's right. do that. Let's okay. do that. The wonderful and lovely and talented Gillian Jacobs here on the Rich Eisen podcast. Gillian Jacobs, everybody, that was fun. That was good, right? Was yeah, great. she was great. And in yeah. um, a, a Pennsylvania girl. Ah. Uh-huh. Doesn't go. Doesn't get. We actually found out after she left talking with her. Uh, she uh, she's good friends with she, a girl that went to my high school, graduated uh, around the same time for him. Uh, high school in, in state, state college. college. Yes, state college, Pennsylvania. Small so world. It's a small community there in state college, right? All right next subject, Rich. <laughs> Why? I'm, I'm what, what was the score of that? What was the score of that Michigan game? What, uh, uh, yeah. Den- Denard has some issues throwing the football. Well, I saw that. I tweeted that to you last night. Who are you? You giving somebody on the Patriots grief? What? Some, something about Julian Edelman. Something about violence. I said, anytime right, you stand right, right. up, anytime you stand up, get in somebody's and face and essentially taunt with the first down sim- signal. Everybody when you've been does flagged that. for pushing off, you should get penalized again. <laughs> that was my worm moment, right so there. So I, I wrote easy. Denard just threw another interception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, Brian, Brian Kelly said after the game, you know, when I'm plus nine in turnovers, even my wife talks to me when I'm plus nine. And I said, you know, Denard Robinson, marriage counselor. Right. Of course, there were tons of other tweets, you know, talking yeah. about wives and being plus nine. Wait, so Brian, Kelly, Brian Kelly's on Twitter? No. No. Pete, it was somebody, Pete, uh, Pete, Pete Thamel, Thamel of, yeah. of the New York Times oh, tweeted that it. out. So. Got it, got it. Um, yeah, we got to get Gillian back on. Yeah, she was great. We were just scratching the surface there. Yeah, because apparently, Rich, she brought a notebook full of questions <laughs> in case the interview went bad. So, but she so said. that so when so she didn't get to right. It was so, it's such a, a good, good sign. It's a good she sign didn't get to the that question. she didn't get to the the conversation was the safety net. She did. Uh, she did uh, confuse. I guess she watched all the games from Sunday just to make sure she was good. Oh, and, uh, she's a Time Warner household, so she said that yeah, she loved the go. Red Box. The Red Box. <laughs> And she's like, the Red Box channel is the best. The, the Red, Red Box, Box. I just like but the By Jillian. the way, you know, a red zone is technically a red box. A red box. Like a parallelogram. No, a rectangle could be a red. It, a, a, it's a box. You had me with chances, Rich, but this is a stretch. <laughs> I was excited that Gillian asked how Stu Gatz was doing. Because yeah. she listened to the she Friday. She listened to Friday's show. Right. That was nice. So uh, that was fun, uh, too. Um, housekeeping. What are, do we got any housekeeping issues? What do we got? How's it? How are the downloads? Are downloads good? Good, yeah. No, they're, they're, we're good. They're they're good. Um, okay. Obviously, uh, subscribe on iTunes if you're not subscribed. Okay. It's, a, it's a great way to get it. If you have the NFL 12 app, you can listen directly to us uh, from mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And the NFL is working on a new app as well for the podcast. There so we that, go. That should be out shortly. And do you have what's your car update? What's your uh, car update? You still you still nope, biking the, around? There's progress. I, what do we got? I got I got dropped off by my roommate this morning. Uh, the car update is uh, I'm close to a new purchase. New, new, mean? or new like, used? Have you, have you, uh, have you? A new used. A new used. Well, that's good. Okay. Close to a purchase. And you said more economical. What are we talking here? Uh, well, more economical, a little more stylish. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, but stylish, you mean from this century? Are you going Mazda Miata on us? <laughs> from this century, a car from the actual a car 21st from century. the 21st century, as opposed to the 20th. The 20th. Okay, indeed. indeed. Well, that's good. Uh, I've got a punters or people two T-shirt update. Oh, update! Oh, nice. We are sold out in two sizes. That's incredible. Extra large and extra extra large, which means two things. One thing is the T-shirts are going. They're selling, which means good things for dogs and cats. And right? keep up the pictures tweeting us. Yes, your and the second thing is people who are buying our T-shirts are large people. <laughs> <laughs> extra large, extra, extra extra large is sold out. I've gotten a few tweets from uh, people showing their pictures with their with their shirts on. Puntersatpeople2.com is the way to get there. Uh, and also, at busted tees slash loyalists is another way. Does this mean other than that, it, it, it was great? Is it a full go? Well, I don't know. We're, I, that's still on the busted tees research and development, apparently. Uh, I think other than other than that, it was great. Might be you heard Gillian loved it. Right. I think it works. We're going to work on that. But uh, keep it up. You're going to lose. Those T-shirts are also available at bustedtees.com slash loyalist. You just go to puntersofpeople2.com. It'll take you to the Punters of People 2 t-shirt page, and you can also yeah, see the, the, uh, the Keep It Up, You're Going to Lose side by t-shirt side, there right. as well. Um, and so that's going well. That's going strong. Great. And we'll try and get a few more in here to, to give away, hopefully, on next week's podcast, too. We have Either actual, that or we have some, we have some actual, stuff still. You know what we haven't given away? I do. We have a punter, two Punters of People 2 shirts, right? Two of them. Autographed by Nas. I was to say we have Nas CDs too. Yeah, and we have the CDs. Why are we? What are we sitting on? I'm not sure. I thought Brockman, you know, when he had the car trouble, I thought maybe he was selling them on the side. I don't know what was going on there. <laughs> what should we do with this? Let's give them away. Uh, let's give them away next week. Let's definitely give those. Should away. Should we do a hashtag? What's our hashtag? Um, I don't know. I, I we need to figure it out. Let's let's figure it out. We have these items. We've got Nas. CDs, right? His new CD. Yeah. Yep. Autographed. Autographed. And a, two punters or people two T-shirts autographed, autographed by Nas. By Nas. Which is, I, I think, that's that's genius because whoever thought that the punting community and the Nas community could ever come together? Sure. Um, and we're, we're, we're stitching it together. I mean, it's, it's, it's a fabric. It's a tapestry that we've got going here, man. This is pretty cool. Let, and by, by the way, uh, you need to speak to Gillian about getting the community... Um, group together for you chris law yeah you know why why is that because she says that they win any poll that they're involved in and you that's true you've been having some poll issues <laughs> i have here <laughs> on our blog page i have been having some I mean, poll brockman, issues brockman has been beating you about the face I, head, oh. neck, and I, haven't, chest. I haven't checked it in a, in a few days i think i was i'm i'm, I'm, I'm surging though here's I'm the deal a late push here's the deal head to head law you're owing to <laughs> we're then, not we're still we're still one week away from revisiting our preseason predictions right Still one week away from because we, we remember that we said yeah, we're we not going to do we'll this do in a, a week. Quarter, we can't do it in real time. No, there's no point. Well, it. I'll tell you what the uh, Stafford injury and isn't doing me oh, any favors. Man. But yeah, Stafford's uh, hurt. Well, he so, was going to be on the show this week, but, but yeah, I know but, that's um, right. Mcfadden you know, look, listen, it, when, when guys get hurt, you know it's a different ball of wax, and and they got a big game this week. Very big because the Vikings look improved. They the Vikings have a chance to go three and one. The Vikings have a piece of first place. Through three weeks in the NFC North, indeed, uh, that's a big game from for, in the NFC North right there. Who'd have thought that, right? And um, another game, a big game in week number four. I mean, it's beginning to become desperation time for some teams. Carolina's at Atlanta. Panthers need that game. They need that game. If they lose that game, they will be one in three. Okay, they will be one in three, 
and one and two in division, hey. and one and three in conference. And if they had any chance of wanting to have a good, you know, of moving forward with right. Cam Newton, starting one and three that matter, that's not it. And Atlanta just looks like they are world beaters. Everyone talks about that game being a trap game, short week off of Monday Night Football, flying to the West Coast, and they just killed it. They're six and zero. For some reason, on the last podcast, I said these are the types of games that the Falcons have had trouble winning. And they're six and zero on the West Coast, so obviously I need to button up my information before coming on this show. Under Mike Smith, they're six and zero. Yeah, Rich. The West next Coast. time we invite you back on your own podcast as a phoning guest, <laughs> make sure you have your facts straight. But it's just, I, 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 I guess it's just outside of that dome in certain spots that they, right. they look different. But so far, they're they're two and zero, and they they're they're better in the AFC West than half of the AFC West right now. <laughs> and and um, and if they win that game at home, that would be another big W for them. Four and zero. They would be moving forward, and Atlanta's at Washington the following week, which is another big game in conference. As for Washington, they're at Tampa Bay, two teams that are one and two. Both teams need it. Both teams need it. Tampa looked horrible against Dallas, and that killed me in a fantasy league. Killed me with Vincent Jackson coming up with just the deuce. Robert Griffin is uh, taking some hits, Rich. He was well. That's what happens when you're going to be pulling, you know, doing doing a lot of that. Uh, 80, Eighty-seven yards stuff. rushing, though. I think 87 yards He's on the good. ground. I, I'm not worried about him. He's good. He's good. But they need that. Both teams need that game. One and three, that's a different ball of wax than two and two. They need that. Uh, another big game that's on, on this docket right now uh, is New England at Buffalo. Bills look like a completely different team well, after that week listen, one. Listen, uh, C.J. Spiller getting hurt is not helpful. Let's put it that way. He looked Fred dynamics says anybody. He... Fred Jackson says he's 70, 75% right. chance of playing this week. We'll see. No they chance. need him. They need him because Tashard choice at home against New England coming in off of that loss. New England under five hundred for the first time since losing the season opener in 2003. Think about that, how long it's been just being under five hundred in the middle of a season. It's like 155 games. They're not going one and three. You know what I mean? It's going to take every fiber of Buffalo's being to pull off what they did last year on New England again this year. And they that's a big game. If Buffalo can win that one, 3-1, and because the Jets are at home against San Francisco. They're without Revis. And the Niners, as you know, can pack their defense and running game to go coast-to-coast as before. I know they just lost to Minnesota. That's a big one. Yep, That is a big game as well in week number four. And that um, Sunday night matchup. Giants-Philly. Yes. Pretty huge. Big time. Monday night, Chicago at Dallas. Also That's a big age. one. And uh, New Orleans at 0-3. All they got to do to try and get right is go to Lambeau Field. Ooh. That's an 0-4 start right in the face. Who would have thought that, man? And you got to think no 0-4 team has made the playoffs, right? That's one. One did. The, uh, uh, the Chargers. Chargers. The Chargers okay. a few, I think, 0-6, right? One singular one. one. Wow. Wow. It's, uh, I mean... What about our guy I mean, Maurice? Who's I know, just I on? I was just I on mean, talking about we we talked about that Cincinnati Jacksonville game. Uh, I mean Jacksonville needs to win these games at home. Cincinnati looks really good. They got those young those young kids that nobody's ever heard of. Hawkins. Hawkins is like Benz. a video game. Yeah. Uh, they got the law firm running the they, rock. Yeah, they threw that, that law firm. By the way, the, first fumble of his career yesterday. You knew it was going to happen because everybody keeps talking about that. Yeah, it's bound to happen. The ginger rifle. Sanu, that, 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 are we allowed that, to say that? Is, yeah, sure. Is that, the the, the, uh, the uh, I love it. Uh, that just, famed Sanu AJ Green combination. combination. They call him uh, Red Dalton too. I've heard I've heard that. Red Dalton. Red Dalton. Good stuff, guys. Wow. Very exciting week number four that kicks off Cleveland at Baltimore. We just need we just need a little bit of competition that night. Yeah. 
We just need a little bit of Brandon Whedon showing up to play because he looks he looks lost. He still looks lost. I mean, Tannehill made some nice throws against the Jets. We've seen what Russell yeah. Wilson can do. Whedon uh, played I mean, okay in week two, but I don't not, know, man. Uh, I mean, no. just you take a look oh, at yes, some of these rookie quarterbacks. Luck looks really good. Okay, yeah. I mean, it, it, they could they they could have been two and two and one easily, but you know, as we talked about with Maurice Jones, that, Drew, that's that Cecil Shorts touchdown. Crazy. Where the hell did I come from? That was yeah. the, that was my how game. How does that happen? That was my game yesterday. How does that happen? And, uh, the, how does that happen in less than two minutes to go? I was pretty stunned. Right, and so, but luck looks really good. RG three is is already off and running to becoming a. Uh, a legendary figure in the mid-Atlantic. I mean, it feels like Cam about. last year putting up great numbers, but the team can't win. Okay. and um, When was the last time the Redskins had a player where you're like, uh, I don't want to change the channel. I want to see what he's going to do. No, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. We're just bringing up the yeah. rear. He's bringing up the rear in the, in, the, uh, in the rookie quarterback class right now. It's just sort of that simple. But uh, right now, there's no doubt that uh, Whedon's bringing up the rear. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to? Do we have an international shout out? We do. Haven't done an international shout out of the week. International shout out to Slovenia. I thought we did that last week. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Chris. Dude, Welcome to the show. We did that last Friday. When did we do that? I haven't done Rich one in a did, while. Rich I did, did it. Shout the guy from Slovenia is All the one right. who tweeted, "Don't go up to the guy from Homeland." Who, by All the way, right. Damian Lewis won, won the Emmy uh, for best stop actor. Stealing my bits. And he's and because he, some guy from Slovenia said, "Just don't go up to his wife and ask All talk right. about this screaming baby," which was one of the all-time great responses. Fine. You want to you want to collect yourself and no. want me to no. tap dance He's for out. seconds? No, there's no, no international no. shout out. No. no, you blew you can't, it. Listen, the world shouldn't you, suffer because Brockman's it. underprepared. Okay, the world shouldn't suffer. We've got international listeners who deserve the respect that Brockman has been paying them for week upon week upon week, and just because he doesn't even listen to his own darn show and doesn't even listen when I'm trying to build on his segment. Yeah, remember he said Everybody he said the guy's name. Not all right, all right, I remember. It was clearly like Middle or Look, Eastern European, and I yeah, said, "Oh, like, sounds like from South America." It was practically Darko Milicic yeah, tweeted it. Planted in cheek. I've been walking around town, bicycling on flat tires. Yeah. I don't have my mind oh, right. Oh boy, oh boy. How can somebody be an international tweeter if he's on a bicycle? Because who around the world actually rides bicycles to work? I'll oh wait what. a minute, everybody. <laughs> Everybody, everybody does. in every other country. You are you are essentially kinfolk with the rest of the international right, community fine. because then you are gonna, on your do bicycle. You wear a satchel then when we're going to international shout out to Holland because hey. they inspired my uh, my bike riding this week. Can't explain that in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> nope, nope, I'm just going to leave it at that. Holland, actually, <laughs> I'm just going to leave it. Actually, he bought his bicycle from something called the Holland Bike Shop. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Some yeah, okay. Mr. Holland's Opus oh, Mr. Holland's Bike Shop. Mr. Holland's Bicycle Opus. All right, we Richard, sang uh, Richard Dreyfus. This there is we just, go. This is, this right. is Jump the Shark. This, this is, bitch <laughs> Jump the Shark. <laughs> Stupid wheels. International shout-out's over. The tire has gone flat on this 86, segment. the international <laughs> shout-out. Oh, no, nothing could kill that off, no, man. No, I agree. It's too good. By the way, Indy and Pittsburgh on a bye. So, I Mike, guess that hurts my uh, fantasy team. How about what happened? Mike Wallace is going to be on a bye. He's been yeah. carrying me the first two weeks. Okay, good to see you, Law. Rich, good to see you. Man. At Topher Law. Yes. At Chris underscore Brockman. Love the underscore, Rich. At Rich Eisen. Also, at the Eisen Podcast. We're going to come up with a way for you to next week listen in and get uh, either a Nas autographed 
a CD or a Nas autograph. People, punters of people yeah, do t-shirts. Yeah, let's circle back on that too. Let's go with the hashtag uh, REP Nas because uh, we want to keep it short. That way, yeah, you, we don't take up six, all your characters. Just seven characters. Yeah, with the exactly. hashtag and then the six REP Nas. So, yeah, tweet us that and we'll uh, we'll give out a few of those right. next week. And tweet uh, Gillian Jacobs how have, much you liked her. Don't on they? Our show. Yeah, yeah, tweet at her and tell her how much you liked it, and um, encourage her becoming an NFL fan. Let's. We're going to just build this one at a time. By the way, I take a lot of heat for the underscore. Maurice Jones Drew has an underscore. Jones <laughs> underscore Drew thirty two. Right. So I don't want to take any more heat for having an underscore in my name. Just want to throw that well, out. Well, he has a hyphen in his last name, though. So yeah. maybe the hyphen is not yeah. a Twitter-approved character. Yeah, he just lowered the hyphen. So he just lowered he the hyphen. He made it longer and lowered it. All right, I'm not going to win on this one. <laughs> he lowered it and made it longer. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Keep it up, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to lose. Thanks for listening. Stay listening.